I awoke on Tuesday, June 13th to overcast skies and foggy haze. I smelt smoke when I let Pip out, took one look at the red sun, and knew what was happening. Smoke from massive Canadian wildfires had blown to Duluth, putting our air quality index in the red zone. The week before, a Yankees baseball game was canceled due to even worse air quality along the East Coast from those same fires. I'd been planning on taking Walter on a birding walk Tuesday, but the unhealthy conditions kept us indoors. He doesn't remember all the days we had to stay inside last year or how we and his parents bought high-quality air filters to make our houses safe for him. This year, even as I told him about the smoke, I left out the part about how we adults have been ignoring scientific information about climate change for generations, such that now we are facing increased numbers of all kinds of weather extremes and their repercussions. Fires, droughts, floods, hurricanes, tornadoes, and rising ocean levels. Insurance companies are more proactive than people. They've started ending coverage in fire-prone California and hurricane and flood-prone Florida. I couldn't tell my nesting chickadees, robins, and wrens how important it is to stay indoors with filtered air, nor that this year's dangerous drought is exacerbating the bad conditions for them because rainfall correlates with how many insects are available to feed baby birds. The air quality inside a woodpecker cavity is always poor. There's no ventilation with just a single entry hole way above the nest floor. During the parents' long incubating sessions, carbon dioxide builds up dangerously. But each time the parents swap duties, their flying in and out brings in a tide of fresh air. Woodpeckers hatch much more quickly in a more primitive state than similarly sized birds without any downy feathers at all, making this low oxygen period as brief as possible. After the eggs hatch, their parents fly in and out much more often for feedings, and as soon as they can fly, the babies gravitate to the entrance hole, their source of fresh air, as well as quicker meals. I don't think anyone has ever done a study comparing nestling survival as air quality drops, but maybe in a few decades we'll know if nest failures are correlated with smoky periods like this. The reason miners brought canaries down with them was because birds have an extremely rapid metabolism and react much more quickly to toxins than we humans do, so a canary keeling over gave enough warning for miners to get out. The biblical god also takes note of the fall of a sparrow. But we Americans don't think much about them. Last week, people were more worried about when the Yankees game would be rescheduled. Will we ever know how many nests and baby birds burned up this year or last, or how many birds have dropped dead from this abysmal air quality? The huge increase in wildfires we've been seeing in recent years is both the result of climate change and a contributing cause. Trees and underlying peat aflame in northern forests release massive amounts of carbon that had been sequestered for hundreds and even thousands of years. 
and smoke-darkened skies reduce the output of solar panels such that power companies must burn even more fossil fuels to power our air filters. I will never forget how around the time an inconvenient truth was released, one of Russ's relatives asked him as a respected environmental scientist how serious the issue of climate change really is. Russ explained the direness and how, though we can't attribute any single disaster to it, the number and intensity of disasters will snowball as ocean temperatures and sea levels rise. His relative interrupted, yes, but how bad will it be in my lifetime? The lives of nestling birds and tiny children are in our hands, even as we're using those hands to grab for all the gusto we can get right now, future be damned. The moment people take office, we must press them to work on solving our biggest problems and keep that pressure on for the entire length of their terms. What good are elections when the moment anyone takes office, the media jumps to covering the next election cycle? I dread the day when I must look into Walter's happy, trusting eyes and explain how short-sighted, selfish adults knew about climate change for so very long but didn't do a damned thing about it. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.